get ready to power start your day with wealth, lifestyle, and leadership coach, Nicola Smith-Jackson. Tune in each Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern for your daily dose of motivation and business education to help you build big business and be successful. And now, here's Nicola. Good morning, family, and welcome to Power Start Your Day with Pink Millionaire, Nicole Smith-Jackson. We are going to reawaken your spirit this morning, resuscitate your passion, renew your mind, so you can recommit to the plan that God has for you, and that's for you to build a big business. We're here every Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you haven't done this already, go ahead, share the call with other people. They can dial in the 602-753-1848 or listen online with their smart device, iPad, tablet, PC, or Mac at blogtalkradio.com forward slash success with Nicola. So I want you to be sure you're plugged into our Facebook community. I know people are like, okay, when, when are we going to get whatever? I, I'm telling you. There are some huge things that are coming down the pike for our power starters in the Facebook community Um, and some things that you'll get first notice of before anyone. So you want to make sure that you are in that community as well as if you want this packet coaching on the go, on the weekends, you want to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And you can do that wherever you listen to your podcast with Apple, Spotify, Google, Anchor, whatever you do. Go ahead, and you should be having podcasts anyway. Everyone needs to have um, personal development ready on hand. And so um, I want you to go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. And so um, this is what I want you to know is that this series is already blessing my soul. It's definitely stirring something up in me. And, you know, sometimes when things get stirred up, it gets shaken as well. And um, I don't know about you, but I just want more. I just want more of God. And we're talking about how to unlock the master keys to your personal leadership. And so when you are thinking about our companion book, The 21 Indispensable Qualities of a Leader, that has taken us down our 90-day run on Miracle Mile, these qualities are making us ask ourselves some deep questions, but it's even okay for you to ask God some deep questions. Most people think they're like, okay, don't question God. No, you don't doubt what he says, but you can ask questions for clarity. And so we have gone through the six C's of the 21 indispensable qualities of a leader. The six C's, we've gone through character, charisma, commitment, communication, competence, and courage. Courage was, it's a distinctive quality, and it just redefines leadership. But now on the seventh quality of discernment, I can tell you, all of us have it, but very few of us pay attention or operate in it. I call it the BC meter. You guys know that this is a holy show, but you can call it what you want. The BC meter is what I call it. 
And so our scripture is out of 1 John chapter 2, verses 26 through 27. I know some people are scratching their head like B.C. meter, yeah, before Christ. Listen, I need you to know something. You should desire to plug in at a higher level, a higher energy into your discernment because it's not only going to help you become a smart leader, but for me, before I even knew what it was called, it not only has saved my life, but it's probably saved the life as well as businesses of so many others. And so we got to go to the Lord again. Go ahead and turn to First John chapter 2, verses 26 through 27, and we've got to go to the Lord, and we want to pray for discernment and wisdom. And you should be asking that, you know. Um, you know, the Lord says in his word that we should pray without ceasing and praying for discernment and wisdom. Hey, that's a powerful prayer. You don't need to be uh, what people feel like a master prayer. Just say, God, your Holy Spirit just Give me discernment and wisdom. Father God, we come before you. We honor you on today because today is the day you've made. We're glad we're joyous. We're here in the land of the living. Just that alone, those with discernment would know that that is not just a happenstance prayer. And we're thanking you for the air that we breathe. Only you alone, oh dear Lord, you breathe breath into us. Only you alone gave us your only begotten son that we may have life and have it more abundantly. As we lean into the whisper, oh dear Lord, of your Holy Spirit, we're asking that you will increase our discernment, our heightened Listening to you. We are your sheep and we know your voice and only your voice we will follow. As we're going out to do these great exploits in your name, not our own, we know that we need to not only hear but listen and obey your voice as we're ascending through this leadership ladder. We're shutting out all of the noise, the distractions of the world, and we're picking up in the spirit what it is that you would have us. We're thankful, oh, Father God, for the two-edged sword of your word that reminds us that power lives within us for those who've accepted your Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, you increase as your servant decrease right now. Have your way and show yourself mightily as we're on this 90-day run on Miracle Mile. Let us not get amnesia even after the 90 days is up. We're grateful, oh, Father God, that our discernment has given us the awareness, the clarity, the recognition, the perspective of the miracles that are happening each and every day. We honor you and bless you and seal this prayer with the blood of your son, Jesus Christ. Amen. So what's up, Power Starters? How you doing on today? Are thinking about this one here, discernment. We're in the 21 indispensable 
qualities of a leader. And discernment, which is like the ability to notice fine point or details or to judge something well, the ability to understand and comprehend something at its deepest level, noticing distinctive details and things that might bypass those who are not operating in, being cognizant of discernment. For us as Christians, discernment is a great help in decision making. We make discoveries that lead us to future actions. I'm going to tell you, this will help you make not only good, not only great, but the best decisions. There should be something leaping on the inside of you saying, I want that. I want that. Because many people are unable to make the best decisions. So much so that if you're not operating in or seeking the wisdom of God, you're not operating in discernment, so that you begin to make decisions to a point where you can't even trust your decisions any more. I'll tell you something about this thing here because people who operate in it, people who who if people say who have it, every one of us have it, but very few of us use it. Very few of us operate in the level of energy to where we're aware of it. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that. Let me tell you something about discernment, though. For those who do operate it, it'll be inspiration for some. It will be irritation for those because it's the BC meter. And intimidation for those who don't understand it. It could actually even make people jealous that they wish they had it, not knowing that they already do, that tell you they lack in discernment just in itself. Now, I love the story of Miss Madame Marie Curie, the mother of the X-ray. Maria Slavowska, who did amazing things in the early 1900s, and it led her to really want to study radioactive, radioactivity. Isn't it so crazy on things that are great, how people will begin to use it for evil? So the x-ray that we know of now, obviously it's been innovated, it's been, you know, um, upgraded and things like that, but that was a true boss lady, Miss Maria, Bada Marie. She made a lot of things happen in the early 1900s that I know was probably definitely, and it's still to this day, miracles. 
in her seeking for a laboratory, she met her hubby. And when you start thinking about that, they began now to research together. After he died, she still had the courage to keep going and keep searching. And she said something that really, really, really just hit home to me, hit home for me, and she hit home for you, for those who are letting fear fuel your life or dim your dreams. She says, nothing is to be feared but understood. 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 Now, I want you to think, what would your life look like if you approached it with that perspective? Would it cause you to keep moving forward in search for whatever answer to whatever challenge you're having in your life? Would it propel you to pursue your purpose, to pursue your dreams, knowing that the only way for you to increase your discernment, your your decision-making processes, is to keep moving forward? If you live where nothing is to be feared but understood, let me tell you something. a challenge shows up, depending on the level of discernment you're operating in, your perspective might mean, might say, depending if you're where you're operating in, where, where your emotions are, your guide, your emotional guide. When the challenge shows up, I need you to start paying attention to the part of yourself And that part of yourself is your flesh. And then the other part is your soul. That's decision-making center. I want you to pay attention when a challenge appears. Do you ball up? What's your first response? People say, what's your first instinct? Uh Uh-uh. 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 Because your instinct is your gut. That's the discernment. No. What is your first response will give you the gauge on what level of discernment you operate in. Now, for me, when I've learned that the wealthiest people on the planet became wealthy because they became the solution to a challenge. I'm, I'm going to go deep with somebody because today we're actually going to be training. I'm going to be training pink millionaires on belief. And I'm going to tell you something. You got to start really getting clear on what you believe. Why? Because as we are going into discernment, you need to pay very close attention. Oh, my gosh. And I heard that very close attention. That just, it was like a trigger for me in one of my trainings, one of my classes. It's called the Barnyard Game. And the Barnyard Game, that voice, how she did, she would say, you want to pay very close attention 
and I can't tell you the depth of the game, but it's, it's what most people, they're not operating in discernment. And many times they let it stray. First John chapter 2, verses 26 through 27, 26 through 27 says this, I am writing these things to you about those who are trying those who are trying to lead you astray. Ask you. The anointing you receive from him remains in you, and you do not need anyone to teach you. But as his anointing teaches you about all things, and as that anointing is real, not counterfeit. Just as it has taught you, remain in him. Oh, my gosh. I got to get through this training with you because (laughs) the Holy Spirit is so ignored in this world today, and he's the only part of the Godhead that is on earth with us, that resides with us, that goes everywhere we go. And yet many people, because they're not even saying, I want to operate in higher levels of discernment, they are led astray so easily. understand how much you are loved and when you know how much you are loved and you can operate in love even if it's tough love you operate in love pure heart clean hands and then now discernment starts clicking in let me tell you this let me tell you this it says smart leaders this is what the book over it says smart leaders believe only half of what they hear discerning leaders know which half to believe does that describe you You're in an industry where so many people in the world, I would say probably the majority, even though majority of them are closet network marketers, they are silent agents or secret agents or whatever, because there's no way that all these billions of dollars are being transferred in this industry if there's not multi-multi-millions of people who are in it. You got a lot of hypocrites out there. You got a lot of people out there talking out of both sides of their mouth. But do you have the discernment to realize when you know the principles of how wealth is created that you're going to have to have something passive, something that leads you to residual income? I was talking to a gentleman. He's actually one of the best friends of Dave Ramsey. Him and I, we were in a class together um, learning about how to enhance our membership classes and things like that. And him and I were talking, and he was like, you know, um, sharing, like, you know, all the different things. He said, listen, anything residual, I always heighten my ear to want to learn a little bit more about it. Because he began to understand that anything that's residual where you could make money without having to work at some period of time, it only comes with putting in the work or the seed in the beginning, and then it begins to flourish with some compounding or whether you're looking at when you're talking about royalties or whatever, you as a network marketer should have the discernment to make the decision that you should be going so hard in this industry, in this time, in this time, in this nation, in this time, in this planet. 
because you would already know that there are not that many other opportunities. Are there other opportunities? Yes, but there are not that many opportunities that poses itself for you no matter what your situation is right now. Quicker than a baby that was born to when they become a toddler. Quicker than when a baby was born to where they go to kindergarten. Hemming and hawing. This isn't for me. But great, what's your next plan? I see this isn't for you, but what is your discernment, your your better decision-making process to say, well, what is for you? If you can say this isn't for me, wisdom is going to give you, well, this is for me, and you're going to pursue that like the Dickens so that you can start living an abundant life. I'm, I'm just waiting on an answer. I want to hear somebody because this is what I need you to know, that when you begin to operate in discernment and you're operating at the right level of which you got to be in high energy. When I start being on the line or I'm talking to people or I'm in front of people and the energy is like, well, it's like, okay, you're trying to pull me into your energy and that has to be protected. Let me tell you something, where you're operating out of powerlessness, insecurity, guilt, jealousy, worry. All this stuff, irritation. When I start going down that, that's called a downward spiral in emotion. Guess what also goes downward? Your discernment. So when I feel myself going in those places, I say, oh, no, I got to stop this right here. You will be so surprised of people who are not aware of energy, not aware, nowhere near in discernment, that they might live there and try to take you there too. Oh, they're not doing it on purpose, baby. Well, some of them may be, but they're not doing it on purpose. When someone is holding you to a high standard of positive expectations and, and contentness and, and, and belief and optimism and, and eagerness and passion, stop right there for one moment. Passion. Are you telling me that if I'm passionate about something? I'll be more sensitive to making the decisions. What are you passionate about? It doesn't have to be about the industry. I mean, come on. They got to call it something. They call it network marketing. Okay, it's the network. You got to put in some work in your marketing. Every business, network and market. Every business. Any business that don't network and market, you're going down. Why do you think they have country clubs? Why do you think they have Alumni. Most people don't know the use of a thing, so abuse occurs. That's what Dr. Monroe would always say. So when you talk about you have passion for something, it's going to hype your, your discernment. You're going to be making more better decisions. You're going to be more distinctive. You're going to be paying more attention to the details. Empowered, love, joy, freedom. Are you telling me at that point? At the highest level of the emotion meter, I will be able to discover the root issues of things 
I am afraid. Have you ever asked yourself why? What am I afraid of? Most things you're afraid of, just like our Madam Marie Curie said, it's because you don't understand it. Oh, afraid of social media. I don't like social media. But you're on it. You know every single thing that's going on it. So how are you saying you don't like something that you spend so much time on it, but you're not using it for the betterment of your growth or the betterment of building your legacy? It's because you don't understand it. But you do. It was discernment that unlocked the keys for me to say, wait a minute. Social media is what we do, what we all do what we all should be doing offline, but because there's a barrier, it's something that's new to us, new to our generation called the computer or iPad or phone, because there's something like the person's not in front of you, then now all of a sudden it starts feeling a little weird. It's a little different. I don't understand all the things that this computer has to offer. I don't understand all the things this phone has to offer. I don't understand. So now, then now fear. I don't understand it, so I fear it. What if we were to come into a place of empowerment a place of expectation, it will help you start figuring some stuff out. Let me tell you something. I know how to do some things on these computers. I've been seeking, knocking, asking. I've learned some things about social media in the recent times that it's almost like a big old ambush of download. Discernment, I'm going to go to this class. I'm going to turn this way. I'm going to click on this button, and it start leading me into a whole nother realm. Discernment helps you make better decisions. It will also enhance your problem solving. First, you got to want to be a problem solver. When you know that the problem solvers are the wealthiest people in the world, you either say, okay, I am either the problem solver or I want to remain a part of the problem. Oh, my gosh, if I'm not solving the problem, I'm a part of the problem. What if we had the discernment just to live life like that? If I am not a part of the solution that I am a part of the problem. So we started having those kind of conversations with ourselves. You say, oh, no. No, 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 no. God is no respect to a person. I'm not the problem. I am the solution. What if we were to, to, to do this, to get to um, evaluate your options? This is big. Why do you feel people are stuck in situations, tolerate situations that don't serve them? Because they're afraid to evaluate options. You're afraid that when you evaluate your options, it's going to cancel your comfort zone. Oh, before. Oh, wow. You got me. The option is I can go higher, bigger, whatever, but then now that means that you got to cut some things that is keeping you at a certain level. Wait a minute. Don't be afraid of it. Just seek to understand it. This is what I want you to know. Evaluate your options. Not just evaluate your options, but for maximum impact. How many people want to max out their impact? 
That's what Pink Millionaire Club is about. It's positioning for impact now with applied knowledge. If they use what they're being taught, they would have the discernment to know that some of the other things that they listen to, they should block out and tune in. They could build the life they really deserve. What about multiply your opportunities? When you start looking at all the things that discernment will do for you, don't you want it? Think if you live your life where you say, I'm going to fear nothing. I'm just going to seek to understand it. Because the word told us that God does not give us the spirit of fear. So that tells you, he said, okay, I'm going to give you sound mind. So that tells you that discernment and sound mind are working together. Discernment is not this heebie-jeebie stuff. It's not what people are trying to make it seem like. It's not the Miss Cleo deal, right? That's not what discernment is. It is a combination of some intellect and many a times common sense and saying, I'm going to pay attention to what's before me. It's like it's a maze. And sit still sometime and ask the Lord for discernment. Discernment saved my life. I shared a story with some friends on the other day about how I was in the salon. I'm going to open up the car right now. I want to see who 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 has the discernment to say, you know what, let me come on in this queue. No, so we, we were... I, I was a, a owner of a salon, and there was a person that was robbing shops in my area. The police came, and they brought us a picture, a little sketch of how the person particularly looked. Definitely would not look like someone that would be robbing people in the area. That's why they were able to walk in salons and put people on the floor with guns and take and make them take their clothes off and rob them. There are some people that their perspective of certain people, because they look a certain way, they automatically feel like they're harmless. So we were just talking, and and I was talking to some of my clients, and something raised up on the inside of me and said, you know, I said, yeah, you know, we're talking about this. I said, you know what, let me follow my first mind, and let me go and unlock this door right here. Now, while the same clients were in there, and we were talking about this gentleman who robbed the salon right across the street, Somebody comes to our door, glass door, glass windows, and I look and I say, can I help you? She's very pleasant. Yeah. I want to cut it. I said, okay, what do you need? How can I help you? Because I'm looking like I can't, I don't do your hair. What do you, what do you need? You know, he pointing, I'm just trying to get in whatever. I said, no, we're not interested. I said, boy, bye. Turned around. The someone instantly said, go pick up that paper. It was the robber. I called the police. And literally, they were able to catch that man. Let me tell you something. Discernment, I can tell y'all a whole bunch of stories about discernment. It's just a heightened awareness. Women, you have it for your children many a times. The discernment, when you're passionate about something, passionate about someone, whether it's your spouse, your kids, whatever, you can pick up the higher energy. 
you have it in certain areas where you're passionate or where you're in a higher emotional energy than when you're in a lower emotional energy. Let's open up this call. I want to know who want to work on building their discernment. 318, last four, 9453. We're just going to take a few callers. Uh, I know we're over time. We're going to take a few callers. I think that this deserves some conversation. It's time to y'all in the queue. Good morning. God bless you. 318-9453. How are you? Good morning, Dr. Nicola. How are you doing this morning? King, how are you? Great, great. I'm awesome. I'm awesome. I'm just so uh, beyond ecstatic for being on this call this morning. Um, I've been following uh, this 90-day run on Miracle Mile, and it's just been absolutely blessing my socks off. Um, But yesterday Mm. you said something that was so uh, instrumental to me. You said that these miracles should be perpetual. And it was funny that you said it because – this minister that I follow, uh, he's been saying the same thing, that uh, we should live a life on purpose, uh, have a perpetual uh, increases in, uh, in in our prosperity in life. And mm-hmm. when you said that, it just it just struck my nerve and just made me uh, want to have a zeal even more for God. And just to uh, be on this run, I know that this is where I need to be. And you were talking about courage yesterday, and you said how courage is the glue that sticks together. Um, that holds together uh, these these leadership qualities, and I know um, sometimes that that the challenges that I have uh, personally is just opening up to people and talking to them. Uh, I had I don't know where this fear coming from because I I know it's not it's not real or it's false evidence appearing real, but it just comes over me and I I shut my mouth. So um, I, I'm just having some issues with that, and. Um, I don't I don't know how to I know how to get over it, just do it, but it's when that moment comes I just freeze mm-hmm. up. I don't know I don't know where that where that's coming from. I know where it comes from. I know where it, and this is so crazy because this is why I have to follow what God is telling me to do and open up, you know, and go forward with the Ultimate Leader Academy and open up the 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 center for the spiritual and that that um, that mindset equipping. I know I have to do it. Like I have been in disobedience, um, you know, saying I don't like to leave the house, whatever. I'm whining and crying about some foolishness when I know that this is going to bless people's lives. Let me tell you something, where fear comes from, and even when the fear comes from with opening your mouth to others, and I'm just going to share this really quickly, and I think that you have been a blessing just because you were the first caller in. I want you to know that your question is going to be a blessing to so many others. And I believe, I believe with my whole heart, I believe with my whole heart, King, that your questions that you ask are going to be blessings to others, not just on this call, but for many years to come, if you keep asking the questions and keep following it. But let me tell you where the fear comes from, where it Mm -hmm. comes from for most of us. There was a point where you were courageous and it was either not accepted or you felt you were punished for it. There was mm-hmm. a point where you communicated with someone who you thought you could trust or who you thought would receive something or who you were probably even looking for the comfort or looking for the approval or looking for the acceptance and you got the opposite of what you expected. Now that that incident or incident plural, the more that has happened in your life, if you're not replacing it with the word and building yourself up and renewing your mind, those incidences 
they pile up in your subconscious mind, and it becomes a trigger. So now when you're going after something you want, because you were wanting the acceptance, you were wanting the approval, you were wanting the comfort, you were wanting the confidentiality with someone, and when you opened up, you didn't get what you were expecting. So you lost the desire for expectation. Let me tell you something. I just went over it a little bit ago saying when you're operating expectation, that is an emotion that will drive you forward to say, I'm disconnecting from your response. Almost like I'm expecting that if it don't come from you, it's coming from somewhere. Do you understand that that is courage? I don't care who reject me. I've been accepted by the most high God, the God of God. Do you understand that that is where my courage comes from? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. It's something that will rage up in me, that fear thing. That fear thing, it says the false evidence, right? The evidence, where they come up with that acronym, the evidence was something that happened, and it became the evidence. It became, this is what I based something off of. Do you understand what evidence is when at a scene of a crime? They will base now their perspective of who did the crime, how it happened, all that based off of what? Evidence. Right. Now, creates the decision-making. It came on the scene. People were able to use evidence that was false. People. But that is nothing comparing to the shackles we put on ourselves. If God says he does not give you the spirit of fear, then why are we operating in that? And we say that we believe you, God. This is where I said at the beginning of this series, it's time for you to start doubting your doubts and start really knowing what you believe and believe your beliefs. I think sometimes we got to go back and listen to replays because the Holy Spirit will drop some things. And I'll be like, okay, what was that again? Oh, that was, that was, that was real right there. I'm talking to Nikki now. That I'd be like, that was real right there. Where'd that come from? All right, Holy Spirit, you do your thing. Go to this episode. And I need you to remember what Marie Curie said. Now, come on. She died because she was passionate about radioactivity and it killed her eventually 60 plus years later, what have you. She might have died and went to heaven, but she lived because what she's doing, what she did, is what we're using right now. Exactly. So what is it that you're willing to go after with a passion and literally say, not only I'm going to live for it, but I'll die for it. I'll go down for the truth. I'll go down for God. I don't care. I've had so many things. Sometimes you have so many things happen to you in your life where you start saying, I don't care nothing about nothing. I just want you, God, and what you're telling me to do, and that's where I'm going. That's what I'm just going to do. People be like, oh, you want to become a puppet? I'm a puppet for Christ. Mm. I'm a puppet for Christ. Go forth. Go past the barrier. When you feel that, you got to override 
that evidence and keep overriding it until you replace it with another belief. The belief ain't going to go away. You replace it with a higher and bigger belief. Replace it. And the only way you replace it is by pursuing it. If that's the thing you fear, then you just got to go ahead and you got to say, all right. And you go telling yourself, open your mouth, open your mouth, open your mouth. That's your other part of yourself. We're three beings, and we only operate typically in one, sometime in two. They say, you know what? Nobody really thinks nowadays. So the soul is always kind of in a disarray. But the spirit. knows all things. Go back to our scripture, 1 John chapter 2, verses 26 through 27. Go read it, and then go out there and go talk to five people. I want you to inbox me and tell me what you did. Action. Yes, ma'am. I sure will. Okay? A power move. Yes, ma'am. When you get this type of information and you don't move on it, you miss the opportunity to replace the belief. You can Yes, ma'am. When you hear this kind of information and you don't act on it, you're missing that opportunity to replace the belief. God bless you. I love you. Okay. Go make it happen. All right? Yes, Go ma'am. Make it happen. God bless you guys. Take care.